0: Thank you for tuning in to the Emerge Church Tallahassee podcast. We exist to help people follow Jesus so they can live out God's plans for their lives. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the message from Sunday. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Y'all ready to do this? How many of you, after last year, you were like, let's turn the page. Let's turn the page. I love the beginning of a year. Some of y'all like, it's just a a date on the calendar. It's more than that. It is, man. It's going to be a good year. I believe it. Let's jump in right away. Y'all ready? John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Back around, let's see. second week of December, the Lord started to really move on my heart and uh, brought some things to my attention to go into this year. And today I get to share some of that with you. Look at your neighbor and just say some of that, some of that, not all of it, just some of it. John chapter five, John chapter five, verse one says afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. And inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, right? Pool and a porch. Sounds like what we all needed at our house. Yeah. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. And one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. It's a long time. And when Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir. That's a strong question and a strong answer. Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said. For I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. And Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. Today, I want to speak a message entitled, Let's Go Up. Let's go up. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for a new year a new day, first Sunday, Lord, we, we came here today expecting to hear something from you, not from a preacher and not just lyrics from a song, but Father, we need you to speak to our hearts. And so right now we open our mind, we open our heart to hear you. And Father, I ask you, Lord, today to help me to point everyone in the right direction, to lead us to the place that we believe you more. Trust you more, fall more and more in love with you. Use me today to be a voice that represents you in this place, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. So today we're on day seven of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And if you're praying and fasting with us, let's go. Am I right? Come on, let's go. We're on day seven. And I just want to encourage you for everyone who is participating to keep going. All right, after seven days, you're like, okay, this is different. This is a little bit, but let's keep going. You you may have said, I'm, I'm going to fast from TikTok, but while you were scrolling Instagram or Facebook, somebody posted a TikTok, and you pressed it, and next thing you know, you're 30 minutes in on TikTok, and you thought, oh, there goes my fast. No, you could start over today. He's a God of second chances, amen? You thought it was over. No, 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 it was just starting, Okay. And some of you are like, what in the world these people are doing? Praying and fasting. Look, we're serious about God moving in our lives, man. And so maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're wanting to get in on this prayer and fasting with us. I want to encourage you, pray about something that you're going to give up for the next 14 days. So I'm going to do without that so that I can spend more time intentionally with the Lord. Praying, reading my Bible. And worshiping the Lord. Like I said, if you've been struggling, maybe you decided to fast from some different kinds of food, but but you you passed by the Burger King, and and you felt you smelt that that flame broiled whopper. And of all things that would tempt you, you were not expecting Burger King. But you went and got a whopper. You could start over today. You could start over. Okay. Anyway. We hope you will join us, and then Wednesday night prayer night is going to be incredible. We'll have some time of worship. Uh, If you do not feel comfortable praying or unsure how to pray, we're going to take a few minutes to teach about prayer because one of the things I believe is so important for us as a believer is to pray, amen? I mean, if we're going to believe, we got to pray too. And so we want to help you with that. So come on out on Wednesday night. That's going to be a fantastic time uh, just together as a church family. Those are always special times for our church family. A lot of people actually show up. And so if you don't come, you'll be one of the people who missed out. Just you say, are you shamelessly plugging this thing? Yes, I am. So... Anyway, uh, I do want to tell you this one story, though, before I jump into some things I want to share from this message. Um, I was on staff at a church in Louisiana, our home church. Uh, back in Louisiana in fact we were there last Sunday and uh, that was a blessed time and uh, so as a pastor on staff we would do these 21 days of prayer and fasting and as a pastor on staff you had one option to fast this was none of this pray about it and see what the Lord's going to have you fast it was the pastor said this is what we're fasting so some of y'all need to be thankful that you got that kind this kind of pastor right here amen come on now And so the the pastoral fast was no food. 21 days. Let's go. Now, before you feel sorry for me, um, I want to say this, that it became so much about what we were fasting that we forgot the whole point of fasting. And so instead of strategizing about getting closer to the Lord, We were trying to strategize how you can liquefy food. I'm serious, man. Uh, We had juicers because you got to sustain yourself for 21 days. And so we were on that juice diet. And uh, man, I, I, I like food, I like meat. I was a youth pastor. We had younger guys around the church on staff, and we came up with the idea of liquefying some things. And I'm not gonna say that we drank the Big Mac, (laughs) I'm just telling you where you go when you're fasting. There's some strategies that you come up with that you did not know that you had. And that's one of the beauties of fasting, that you get some strategy that you didn't know that you had. Just make sure it's some godly strategy and not just some hungry strategy. Amen? Oh, man, I remember just putting all the effort into it and uh, just trying to figure out how to still fast and how to still eat. And maybe that's where you're at with your fast right now. How can I still be fasting and still do that thing that I'm trying to fast? Yeah. Am I right? right. How can I how can I do both? I want to encourage you though to press in and really put yourself into place. And you you've learned this already. It takes some discipline. Right. How many of you you found yourself getting a little a, a little edgy since you started fasting? Like you you, you hadn't looked at social media and like a day now. It was supposed to be seven, but it's been a day. And you hadn't seen what's going on with all these people and you find yourself a little edgy. Yeah. it's the Lord just trying to work the rough edges in our lives. But I believe that um, sometimes we can become so content with these things because they're actually comforting to us. That's the reality that you get when you're fasting. I didn't realize how much this was comforting me. But by laying that down for a period of time, what we do is we allow the Lord to come and change us. I'm going to do it out this comfort so that the Lord can come and change me. And when you begin to look at John chapter five, it's the story of a sick man. Okay. And we're not clear of his diagnosis, but... He needed some help getting around, so we know that he had some mobility issues, okay? And he's been there for a long time. 38 years is a long time to be dealing with something. But hey, let's give the guy credit because he's still going. But he's just not where he's supposed to be. It's been 38 years, and watch this. He's been waiting on a miracle to happen for 38 years, and in reality, he's waiting on a moment. He's waiting on a moment. He's waiting on an event that he truly, truly believes is going to come and change his life. And and there was this belief, all these ones that are sitting by this pool, there was a belief that there is a moment to come where an angel would come down and stir the waters of this pool. Some of y'all are like, that's crazy. Trust me, there's people in this room that got some crazy too. Yeah. And they may be sitting next to you. Or it just might be you and we hadn't told you yet. <laughs> ah, happy new year. Happy new year, okay? And they believed that if the water was stirred, the first person to get in would be the one healed. Now, you're, you're feeling pretty good about this story because the angel may come and stir the waters, but you got to consider the people who are sitting around the pool. They're blind, there's a possibility that guy could walk the wrong way. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to tell you there's a possibility he could tell the water's stirring, and he may not have all his bearings, and he may go the wrong way. There's people that are sitting there that are lame. That means they can't walk. They can't get. They may try to drag themselves, but somebody else may get in before it. Someone may roll in the pool. Some of y'all don't think that's funny. I do. But they believed that if they could experience this event, I need y'all to come with me now. They believed that they could have this this experience, this event, that it could change their life. So I'm sure that every time a new year came around, because think about this man has been there for 38 years. He has been celebrating New Year's Eve at the pool. And I promise you, because if I was sitting there, this would be me. This is my year. I'm getting in that pool. Am I right? This is my year. I'm getting in that pool. And we do the same thing because you've already started that for 2024. This year, I'm getting in shape. I'm getting in shape. This year, I'm getting into that college. This year, I'm getting into a new position at work. Let's do this. Am I right? This is the thought. So let's, let's look at what we know. All right, I'm going to break this down for you. First thing, this man, he has a condition. And as you hear this, I want you to consider yourself, okay? He has a condition. It's been 38 years, and let's just say it like this. He's been stuck. Let's not just talk about what he's stuck in, but for 38 years, or or let's say it like this. It's been a long time that he's been stuck in this, okay? And his, his... His condition is now telling him what he can and cannot do. This is what's going on here. So he's stuck with this, and he's waiting on on an event. And this is like a supposed good luck break. This is what he's waiting on, okay? The second thing that we can observe is this. He has company, he, he's got a condition, but he's got company and, and it lists three different kinds of people that are there. okay three different people that are part of the company that he has around him. There's blind people and these are people who can't see, which means this. they're led by their feelings. okay There's lame people there. This is what it means. they're unable to walk because they've been hurt by something. Then there's paralyzed people there. They can't go anywhere, and they can't feel anything. I just feel like I need to say, be wise about the company you keep. Okay? So, he's got a condition. He's stuck. He has company. Just talked about the people that's around him. He has a complaint. When Jesus asked him, do you want to get well, this is what he said, I have no one. I have no one. Now, what's interesting, he's got a lot of people around him. Yes. They've all been there for a long time. And I can just envision this. There's a lot of people around there, and they're all just sitting there complaining. And they've been there for a long time. And so even though we know this guy has a condition, what if he's just stuck in his complaint? Because he's been complaining about it, confessing it, talking about it, over and over and over the repetition of it. And this has become the way to cope with it. This is what's going on right here in this story. And and, and, and the hope of an angel to come and stir the water, the hope of something that is going to come and change his life, all he has is the hope that someone could help him, to get in yeah. the pool. Yeah. This is the situation, this is my condition, this is the people around me, these are my people, bro. These are my people. <laughs> He's been complaining for a long time, just trying to make it help me get in the pool. And all of the people out there, this is what I need you to see, everyone sitting on those porches around this pool, they're all banking, on this event to come and happen. And it's almost like we say, one day I'm going to get my break. One day it'll happen for me. Oh, he got in this time. It ain't fair that he got in. One day it'll be me. One day it will be me. So watch this. They have banked their entire life based off of getting into this pool their entire everything their future their hopes and everything is centered around if i can just get in yeah. and i got to ask this question today have you banked your entire life off of getting into something yeah, yeah. getting into if i if we can just get that new position at work yeah. this changes everything yeah. not true yeah. may change your finances But it'll still be the same because it's still the same you just in a new job that may pay more. Getting in a new relationship. Well, that person may be new, but it's still the same you. Mm. You may be banking your future off of like as a student, if I can just get into that program, if I can get into that school thinking that this is the only way it's going to happen. If I can get into that relationship, if I can finally, this year, if I can finally get married, if I can finally do this, if I can finally have that, if I can finally get into this, then it's going to change everything. And it's put me in the place today to ask you some questions to consider as we start 2024, okay? Okay. Here's the question I'm gonna ask you. What condition have you been in that you have been stuck in for a while? Not just, not just since Christmas. Come on, we all had a condition since Christmas. Let's be honest, it started before Christmas. But soon as you close the attic and put everything up, it's like a load lifted off of you. House smells like lavender instead of pine cones and cinnamon. Let's do this. Am I right? Yeah. We did that Friday night. Changed my life. <laughs> House is clean, man. Feels good. What condition have you been in? And it's been a while. That, that's what I want you to consider today. Maybe, maybe you've been sad for a little while. And there's there some factors to it, but you've been sad for a while. Maybe you've been angry for a little while. About some, and there's some legit stuff, y'all. There's some legit explanations for your sadness, for your anger. Maybe you've been hurt for a while. You're 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 like watching your team, and and it's like, when is he coming back to play? He's been injured for a long time. We need him, and I, I just feel like saying that the Lord needs you. You've been injured for a while. The Lord needs you. Been fearful. Been fearful. Like I. I I didn't used to be like this. Can I say it like that? You can tell I went back to Louisiana, huh? I didn't used to be like that. Correct language would be, I wasn't always like that. I didn't used to be like that. I wasn't always fearful, but I find myself like fearful of stuff and anxious about things. And it's not just on Friday night when I'm waiting for my kid to get home. It's like all the time now been stuck in that grudge. Man, has it been three years already I've been mad at that person and been holding that grudge against it? It's been three years already? Stuck in a condition. The second thing to consider as we start 2024 is what company have you been keeping? What company have you been keeping? Is it just people who comfort you or is it people who challenge you? People who make you feel better about the condition of being sad, angry, hurt, offended, fearful, anxious. It's almost like psychology. I want to help you, but I don't want you to leave me because I got my own condition. And if you go, I'm stuck here by the pool by myself. So let's just sit here and complain a while. But you stay. Don't go. Because then I'll be all alone. So I want you to get better, but I don't really want you to get better. Some of y'all are like, whoo, man, I need to do a little evaluation here. What's been your complaint? If you were to ask the people around you, hey, what have I been complaining about a lot lately? Don't, don't, don't do that. Let the Lord reveal that, by the way. Am I right? So there are people right now that are sitting next to somebody, they're like, oh, I got a list. I got a list. <laughs> I have a list. Why do you have a list? Because you are driving me crazy. Well, I can come up with a list too. Come on, you sitting next to a person, you come up with a list. Don't be putting your hands up. This is how you do marriage counseling. Let me let me bring some complaints to you that we say a lot that we don't realize we're saying. But we're saying it a lot, and you're gonna you're gonna realize real quick, oh my God, I have a lot of company with the same complaint. Y'all ready? I've just been so busy. Whew. Isn't it easy to find that company of people? I mean, like. We could have like a whole entire, I mean, if, if our whole church was built off of just I'm too busy kind of doctrine, we'd just pack this place out 10 times a Sunday. Am I right? It'd be like, we're the too busy church. <laughs> so busy. Too much going on. Okay, 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 let me, let me give you another one. I'm going to give you another one that we're saying, and I don't think we realize we're saying it that much. And if you're a young person, we got you, okay? We love you, but we got you. I'm tired. Don't laugh at the kids. You ask a kid, how you doing? Oh, I'm just tired. From what? I think they're tired of us. Come on, I love our young people enough not to leave them hanging. I ain't just gonna act like they got a problem. Maybe we're doing it to them. Maybe. Oh, boy, that might be a sermon series. Here's here's another one. Here's another one. Complaint that 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 we may be saying. That we say it so often, it's not even a complaint anymore. You just can't trust anyone. Now, you say, Pastor Wade, why are you hitting those things? Because chances are those things came from a condition and is enforced by company. And it's just continually repeated as our complaints over and over and over. And this has been the story of our lives for years. So we may look at a man sitting by the pool with some kind of medical condition who can't get into a pool because he has physical limitations, and we just say, oh, he just needs the Lord. It's been 38 years. God have mercy on him when we're sitting in similar place and we're waiting on something, some big event. Some of us are waiting on that person to come and apologize to us before we decide that we're going to be a forgiving kind of person. And it's been years and years, and you just are accumulating bitterness because it's all about them. Instead of just making it all about Jesus and say, I forgive because I ain't going to live like this for the rest of my life. I've got life to live. Amen. Amen. So today, this is, this is where I want to go. I want to show you the man he's laying there in his condition with his company, got his complaint and Jesus comes to him and he asks him this question. Do you want to get well? This is what he's asking him: Do you want things to change? This is what Jesus is asking this man. 38 years. A lot been going on in your life, little man. A lot. But do you want to get well? Do you want your life to change? Do you want your life to be made whole? The man says, I can't. And I thought that was so powerful. Because I think he wants to. Am I right? I mean, obviously he's got some kind of hope or else he would not be sitting by that pool. There are other places. Like some of y'all, you're not pool people. You don't want to be by the pool. You don't want to go to the beach. You want to go to the woods. You want to go to the mountains. Am I right? This guy was by the pool thinking that the pool, the beach, the mountains We're going to make it better. So Jesus says, do you want to get well? And he says, I can't. And he says, I have no one. I have no one. And it blows my mind because he has all kinds of people around him. But he's still saying, I have no one one and you can have a ton of people around you and still feel in that same place I have no one and I know he needs someone to help him but I think he also needed someone who could understand him somebody who could relate to him somebody who was felt not just based off of everybody's outward appearance but like dude what have you been going through He needed someone, and he did not realize when Jesus showed up that Jesus was the one. And it's like almost mind-blowing because it's like he didn't realize who Jesus was. And how can you not know who Jesus was? Jesus was doing miracles everywhere. People were talking about Jesus. At this point, people trying to figure out how to kill Jesus because we just got too much of Jesus. And so Jesus shows up, and this man, he's just laying there. And Jesus like, you want to get well? And he's like, I can't. No one help me. And if I'm Jesus, I'm sitting there like. Can I say it like the young people? Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Right? Yeah. Some of y'all gonna be doing that at work this week, and boss is gonna bring you in and be like, we need to use more professional language than that. And you'll be like, It's my preacher, man. It's my preacher. Others of you are like, amen, man, that's my man, that's my preacher. Let's do this. So Jesus speaks to him and he says this to the guy: Stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And this is the whole point of the word today. Jesus had a different plan. The man wanted to get in, but Jesus said to get up. He wanted to get in, but Jesus said get up. And the phrase that the Lord gave me for our church this year, and I wanted to share this, I've been sitting on it, I've been working the clock a little bit to get to this point right here. The phrase the Lord shared with me for our church for 2024 is this phrase let's go up. Let's go up. Let's go up. Verse five, I mean, chapter five, verse nine, instantly the man was healed. I like this part. He rolled up his sleeping bag just like he was told to do when he was a kid. Roll up your sleep bag and began walking. What he was waiting for 38 years, 38 years he's been waiting to try to get into this pool. He had a get in strategy and it happened instantly. When Jesus gave him a get up word. And today I just hear the Lord speaking to us and whatever condition we may be in. And he's saying, get up, get up, get up. You've got to take this word personally. This wasn't just a sermon to be preached to us. This is a word for you today, for your year it's the year to get up and Jesus is speaking three things. He's saying number 1, stand up. And it's going to take faith to stand up. And and but watch this. It's a new level of faith that I'm not just coming in with baby faith. Because I've been here a little while, Pastor Wade, and I'm not a newcomer anymore. Been here about 5 years now. Come on. I've been here a little while. I've been a believer for years, but yet we're still eating like infants. It's time to get up, stand up. It's a new level of faith. And I believe God is calling us, watch this, to grow in our faith, but also grow up in our faith. Amen? To grow up in our faith. So he'd been sitting the same place, same level for so long. And Jesus comes along and challenges him and says, Stand up. It may be comfortable to have a sitting faith, but it's productive to have a standing faith. Because as long as you're sitting, you will always be where you are. And your faith may grow in knowledge, but if there is not some kind of action that goes with it, you will just become opinionated in the complaints. Come on, somebody. I feel like there's been some battles that you faced that you you've been knocked down and you're still believing God but you're sitting and maybe it's because you got hurt or maybe because you just you're comfortable where you are but you're miserable because you're still there He said stand up 2024 is the year to stand, to get up on your feet again. 2024 is the year of, watch this, standing faith. I stand firm in my faith. I will not be moved. Amen? Stand up, he said. Stand up in 2 Thessalonians 2. So my friends, watch this. Take a firm stand. Feet on the ground and head high. Keep a tight grip. On what you were taught, whether in personal conversation or by our letter, may Jesus himself and God our Father, who reached out in love and surprised you with gifts of unending help and confidence, put a fresh heart in you, invigorate your work, and enliven your speech. Let's go up. So he told him to stand up. Then he told him, pick up your mat. Now this is what I need you to see, the mat has been his comfort as long as he has been sitting. The mat has been there just as long as he has been there. And this has been his source of comfort. And Jesus challenges his comfort just like he challenges his faith. And what does he tell him? Pick it up. Pick it up what has been comforting you that is actually containing you he's saying pick it up pick it up now I need you to see into this story a second here because it's the Sabbath day and this is going to stir up some drama with the religious leaders come come on come on with me now Because you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to roll up the mat on the Sabbath day. Sure, he can stand and he's about to walk. But he may come back for his mat. And because he's been so familiar right there and that's been his comfort, even though he's healed, he may go right back to what has always comforted him. I want you to remember this, though, from this story. He's not supposed to work on the Sabbath. But Jesus shows us that God is at work no matter what day it is. Amen? No matter what day it is, no matter what the condition is, no condition, no tradition can stop the work of his hands. Stand up. Pick up your mat. James chapter 2 says, What good is it, my brothers, if if someone says he has faith but does not have, watch this, works? Can his faith save him? Can his faith change him? Again, you can have all the belief in the world. But if there is no action to what you believe, it's not going to change you. You can have all the knowledge of the faith that you want. But until you put that knowledge to work, it will always leave you where you are. And this is what he's meaning when he's saying, pick up your mat. He's saying, put it in action. Put your faith in action. It's one thing to say you have faith. It's another thing to put the faith to work. And 2024 is the year, watch this, to pick it up. 2024 is the year to pick it up and put action to our faith. I'm not sitting in 2024. I'm not just sitting in faith. I'm standing in faith. And I'm letting the Lord lead me where I should go. The last one, the last thing he told him was walk. And this is basically what Jesus was telling him. You're going somewhere. For a man that had been stuck for 38 years, Jesus says, you're going somewhere. For years he's gotten nowhere. But this year, I need you to think about that for this man. For years he has gotten nowhere, nowhere close to where he felt like he needed to go. But this year, it's different. And some of you, you've already begun to pray. And in your prayers, you said this this year, it's different. I know that was 2023. I know what I've gone through for the last however many years it's been. But this year, it's different. Look at your neighbor and tell them this year, it's different. Come on, you got to say it like you're praying it. This year, it's different. But this year, it's different. Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established and ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way and blesses his path. God has in 2024, God has ordered steps for you. But watch this. It's not just stepping forward. It's stepping up. You've been stepping forward for a long time, and this time he's saying it's time for you to what? Step where? Step up. Say it again. It's time to step where? Step up. Where are we stepping? We're stepping where? It's only up from here. It's up from here. Come on. This year, 2024, this year, this year, he wants to take your life, your walk and you say oh pastor don't you dare do it this is going to sound like a cliche I know what you're about to say oh I'm gonna say it anyway he wants to take your faith to a new level but you know what it means now because you know that it challenges your condition Mm. it challenges your company and it challenges your complaint But you keep saying this year it's going to be different. If it's going to be different, you got to go up. You got to go up. I thought of this. Though a righteous man stumbles seven times, what does he do? He gets up again. Jesus said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to me. I just think, word up. It just keeps coming up. (laughs) When Moses was leading the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt, yeah, they were leaving slavery and they were going to the promised land and it looked like just stepping forward, but actually it was a step up. And the Lord said this to him, every place you set your foot, I'll give it to you. Every place you set your foot, I'm going to give it to you. And some of you say, I've never been up this high before. I've never been at this level before, Pastor Wade. I'm one of those people that usually is quiet, I'm one of those people that are more reserved in my faith i'm one of those people that like to observe the lord but the lord wants to take you up this year to take you from the place of being quiet to the place of saying something amen to the place of giving god some praise because you've been quieted too long and the only thing coming out of the mouth is the complaint but there's something else the Lord wants you to say, but the only way it's going to happen is if you go up. So let's go up in 24. It's up from here for you. He's calling you up today, up from the ashes, up from the hurt. He's calling you up. You can sense it even in this room this morning when you came in, the praise level was up today. He's calling you up. You've been thinking, if I could just get through this, if I can get through this, then it's going to be better. And you can't get through it. You got to get up. You got to watch. You got to get up so you can get over it. Got to get up. Got to get up. Got to get up. But to go up, watch this. I got to bow low. Because he said, if you humble yourself, he said, I will lift you up. I want you to bow your heads right now. Close your eyes. Because I believe this is a moment of reflection. if you humble yourself, I will lift you up. And this is the picture that I've got. You've been fighting. You've been bowing up to it. You've been bowing up to that thing. But really the answer is it's time to bow down to him. Bow down to him. And he will lift you up. There's people in this room. There's people watching online. You've been down. And it's been a while. You've come to church. You put on the face. But you've been down. You've been defeated. You've been hurt. You've been overwhelmed. You've been away. And maybe even too ashamed. To show your face. today the Lord just wants to lift you up when we pray what do we do? We lift people up today he wants to lift you up maybe you've been down in your sin down in your decisions that you've been making and the consequences of it the Bible tells us the wages of sin is death And you said I can't keep living like this the cycle of trying to find something that makes you feel good, find people that makes you feel good, all along compromising what you know is right, what you know is wrong, and you wind up in situations that lead to decisions, that lead to sin, which leaves you in the place of feeling shameful, and guilty, and trying to make them go away and act like it's not a big deal, but in your heart you know it's wrong. And along with all the condemning thoughts That's plenty enough to keep you down, to take you down. But today, the Lord put a message in my heart to tell you it's up from here. That when Jesus came, even though they crucified him on the cross and they put him down in the grave, he did not stay down. He got up. And by getting up, he made a way for each and every one of us to get up again. He made a way for you and I to be raised from the death of our sins so that we can have eternal life in him. And there is no better way to start a new year for a person that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but to humble themselves before the Lord and allow him to lift you up. If you're here today, if you're watching online, and you're not where you need to be with the Lord, you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You do not have salvation from Jesus. You've been trying to find salvation in religion. But you know today you need to surrender your life to the Lord, and you can sense the Holy Spirit is just stirring your heart right now, and you can't resist God. But you know today is the day I must commit my life to Jesus. I want you to lift a hand in this room. You said that's me. We're starting a new year. That's me. Anyone else? I'm starting a new year. This is my decision. I know. You're talking to me, Pastor. Anyone else? This is my decision. This ain't religion. This is where you know I've got to get right with God. Maybe you're watching online. This is your decision. It's up from here. Come on, church. As a family, we're going to pray this together. If you got your hand up, you can put it back down. I saw it. I want us to pray this together as a church family. Say, dear Lord, thank you that you found me. And even though I've been down, because of the sins I've committed and the things that I've done, what you did on the cross and what you did in that grave is enough to raise me up. So I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I ask you to be my savior. And I ask you to be my Lord. I put my faith and trust in you, believing you died for me and that you rose from the dead for me so that I can have new life. So now I'm getting up and I'm following you. I won't be the same because you said I'm a new creation in you. So today, I choose to live my life your way. I'm coming up in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're so glad that you joined us for this message. If you would like to give to help us continue to reach more people, you can go to our website, MerchChurch.com, and click on Give. We hope to see you at church this Sunday.